where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. With former Blue Superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend Joey Vitale. He's the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN. It was great to hear him on the call once again last night for Blues versus Blackhawks in that exhibition game. Joey, how you doing, man? BK, buddy, doing great. It's great talking to you guys, as always. Well, we are happy to have you. Uh, we wish that we could talk a little bit more about a, uh, a positive Blues performance, but I want to get your uh, impression early on of what you saw last night. What was your biggest takeaway from the Blues exhibition opener? You know, my biggest takeaway, I think the most important thing, and this is something that Craig Berube discussed with me yesterday morning, was that, he wanted to see one thing and one thing in particular, which we saw last night, which was injury-free. That's the biggest thing. You don't want to go into a game. We saw Carl Gunnarsson stumble off. We saw Sammy Blay at one point kind of limp off after blocking some shots. They both, of course, returned, which is all great news. But you don't want to see a player get in a shot lane and take one off the ankle. You don't want to see someone get tied up in front and blow out an MCL. I mean, those kind of things would really disturb any Blues fan. And, of course, last night, it looks like the Blues did just that. They stayed healthy. They were fine. Everyone was intact, 20 players at the end of the night. And that's all you really can ask for from an exhibition like that, game that guys have not skated, have not been together for four straight months. I cannot imagine what they were going through. So to get that one in and over with was important. Yeah, Joey, it kind of feels like when I go like six months and then try to go skate with the alumni early in the mornings, I'm like sucking wind out there. So I can imagine how these guys felt. But uh, listen, when the Blues are successful, okay, they play a very connected game. And in order to be connected, they're right in the right lanes at all the time. And there's no gaps. There's no holes in the defensive structure, no matter what zone you're in. And what I saw last night was a team that wasn't quite in game shape. And what I mean by that, and you know what I'm talking about there, first guy would be in the right position, second, third guy couldn't quite get there on time or they weren't reacting quick enough. To me, they look like they just need a little more time to get into that game shape, specifically to play the Blues brand of hockey. Well, I think you're right, Jamie. I mean, that's something that Craig Ruby did when he took over. That's something that really stood out to me, uh, even to this day, about what he changed the most. System-wise, from Mike Yo to Craig Berube, nothing really changed all that much. But one thing that did change was layers upon layers of aggressiveness, and that's what you're talking about. It's not just one guy going. It's one guy going hard, and then the second guy, that second onion layer right behind, he's anticipating and he's ready to jump as well. And then there's a third guy. He may not jump into the scrum, but he's right there on that next layer for the two-on-one battle to hopefully be won by the Blues, and then he's the breakout guy. He's your outlet guy. 
So you're right. It's that pressure upon pressure aggressiveness that has made this team so successful. Now that requires a lot of things. It requires conditioning. You got to be in game shape. You got to find the, the, the flow. You got to get into a rhythm. Um, little things, uh, Jamie, and, and you, you can know better this than anyone. I saw Scandella last night, Marco Scandella. He gets beat by Patrick Kane on the wall, and he just got beat for one reason. His gaps weren't good. It's a small thing, and that's, that's a timing thing. That, that comes with playing more games because as a defenseman, you want to get up when the other team has it in the zone. You want to get up enough where you want to close a gap, but you don't want to get up too far where he's going to blow past you. Of course, on that one play in particular, Marco Scandella, he gets up a little bit too far, thinking he wants to close the gap on a great hockey player. And then you see Kane go around him. At that point, Chicago Blackhawks probably had their best pressure of the entire game. They spent about a minute and a half in the blue zone at that point, all because of one little bit of of a sloppy um, gap control. But again, it's just because these players have not played very much. The more they practice, the more they play, these round-robin games are going to be important. Uh, They're going to work out those kinks, and they're going to be just fine. Yeah, Joey, you couldn't be more right about the gaps. And this is what I try to tell young defensemen all the time, even pro defensemen that we work with, is yes, it's twice as hard to get up and close the gap properly. Anybody can just skate at a guy and then get beat, but to get up and close the gap properly, it takes twice as much work, but then the reward to that is it's a lot easier to defend with a good gap, leaving less time and space to the offensive guy. And so time and space is what I wanted to bring up next with you, is in the defensive zone. And like you talked about, the layers of defense, we always see one, two, three guys that you have to get through, maybe even a fourth guy who collapses in the Blues defensive zone, and certainly the goaltender that's involved too. Last night, we didn't see that. We saw, you know, the the, the first player in, the D1 or the F1, pressuring the puck. And then that second layer was just a second late. The middle of the ice was just a little too wide open. Is this something that Craig Berube's really going to button down on over the next couple of days? You know, I think that if I were Craig Verubi, I wouldn't show a lot of clips of last night's game for <laughs> <Yeah>. obvious reasons. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you know, but you know what I would show, Jamie, and you know this, I would show, I would show what it looks like when it's at its best. Let's go back to some games we played in March, and I'm sure they've already done just that. They were playing, they were playing some hum and blues hockey before this pause. I would, I would grab those because for players, they love that positive reinforcement. What does it look like? This is what it looks like right here, boys. And bam, hit the play button, and you're going to see those layers. Okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dissect the game too much last night. And, and again, these guys have been off for four months. They're in this bubble. And, guys, they don't play a serious game for another, like, I think like 12 days. So they've already been in this bubble for three days. They play an exhibition game with no one in the building, and they don't have they have another like, two weeks before they even play the first game of the first round. I can't imagine what's going through their head. At the end of the game, it was absolutely hilarious. They kind of scanned the Blues bench. I don't know what kind of feed you guys are watching, but they scanned the Blues bench, and Braden Shen's face pretty much just said it all. He was his mouth guard was hanging outside. His his strap was already undone. I think it was like thirty seconds ago. He looked like he was staring up in La La Land. He kind of looked like. How I remember my, my freshman year in high school. This is, what, this is what I can remember. Homecoming. Everyone's like, you got to go to homecoming. It's the cool thing to do in high school. And I'm a freshman. I'm like, All right. So I, I, I rounded up a girl. Jen Reinhold. I still remember her name. Jen Reinhold. I think she went to Incarnate or something like that. Poor girl. But what we did was, you know, the tradition for dances is you go to like a, a dinner or, a, you know, some sort of restaurant, Panera. We went to Applebee's right across from the old CBC off Clayton Road. And I remember the Great appetizers. Time. Yeah, well, that's what they got. They got so I was the first one to order. I was the first one to order. And I got this double-stacked cheeseburger with bacon and, like, barbecue sauce because I'm an animal. I didn't know what I was doing. I've never talked to a girl in my entire life. 
And then everyone else orders like a salad and like chicken bites or shrimp chuckers or whatever the hell they were called. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm sitting there like, oh, crap, did I just screw up? And sure enough, the food comes, and I am slopping down this burger, and everyone is just staring at me. My point is, I wanted to get the hell out of there as quickly as possible, and I think Braden Shen had the same look last night. We're talking with Joey Vitale, who explains things the only way that he can. He's a blues analyst for 101 ESPN, joining us here on Ribs and BK. Joey, I did want to ask you about everything that we've been talking about in terms of what they need to get fixed. Do you believe this is something that can be fixed over the next, like you said, 12 days? Or is this going to take longer than that for them to get back on track? You know, I'm definitely going to say one thing. It's not, it's not something that you can flip the switch overnight. It's not something that they can do this for the next three round robin games. And then let's say, you know, 12 days from now, whatever it is, the night before game one of the first round, it's going to be like, all right, guys, let's go. And, and then they turn it on. It, it's not like that. There was an old coach, Dave Tippett, he'd always use the expression, you can't hide a cavity. And what he meant by that was this. You have to brush your teeth twice a day, every day, because if you know in six months you have a dentist appointment, he's going to check you for cavities, make sure you're doing a good job, you got to be doing it every single day. And if you, if you don't do that, and let's say three days before your dentist appointment comes six months later, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, i got a dentist appointment three days, I want to make sure I get a good report, I start scrubbing my teeth. Well, it doesn't work that way. And hockey's, and hockey's no different. And it's a great term, and it's a great analogy for what the Blues need to do. It's going to be a process. It's going to be step-by-step. Step. It's going to be every single day, I think, starting with practice today. You're leading into Colorado on Sunday. I think little by little, they got to start finding what their game looks like. It doesn't need to be there for Colorado, but it needs to be there on level two. And then maybe not so much for Dallas, but it should rank ratchet up to level four. And then by Vegas, or whatever, however they play each other, the day before your first round, you want to be almost humming at 100%. So it's got to be a process. It's got to start somewhere. It's got to start with the physicality. It's got to start with the skating. It's got to start with all those things. But, again, with that being said, there should be zero panic. For Blues fans, there is certainly zero panic for these players. I don't think the coaches are looking all too into this. This was a game they just had to play. They had to get it the heck out of the way. And now that it's done, they can move forward, get a little bit rest for the next few days, and head into these round-robin games, which are going to be a bit more exciting. They're not going to be like the playing series, which we're going to see at the same time, but they're going to be close. Joey, final quickie for me. When these fans are when, – when the listeners, the fans are watching the game on Sunday, what is one thing in particular that they should be looking for that will indicate that they, they are on, on track to being able to fix some of these things? What's, what's one maybe small thing that they should be looking for as they're watching the game on Sunday to indicate that? Yeah, we got to be careful how you use the word quickie there, uh, BK. But what I will say is this. Um, on Sunday, what I would like to see more of is, is that physicality because that, that shows me one thing. It shows them that they're skating. You know, there wasn't a lot of hits last night. Sammy Blay was throwing his body around a little bit, but we didn't see that Blues brand of hockey where they were just physical, hit, hit, hit. And I think you don't need to go run a guy through the boards, but when you hit someone and you're physically there when the defenseman has the puck, for example – that says one thing, you're moving your feet. If you're not hitting, you're not skating. It's an old term in hockey, and there's a lot of truth to it. If you're getting your hits, it means you're moving your feet. So I would like to see the hit chart double, if not triple, by Sunday. I think that would be a great sign. Not only that the Blues are engaged physically, but they're on their, on their toes, on those blades uh, that we all learn in Synergy Hockey School here in St. Louis, and, uh, and they're moving their feet. He's Joey Vitale. You will hear him on Sunday for the call. Blues versus Avalanche. Pre-game starts at 430. He's the Blues analyst for 101 ESPN, and we are thrilled to be able to listen to him once again on the call. Joey, we always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again next week. 
Hey, that's why I'm the best, BK. Great talking to you fellas. <laughs> you are the best. That is Joey Vitale joining us on 101 ESPN.